This is News Talk. So obviously the Northern Ireland Protocol or the Windsor Framework as it's now called dominates the uh, front pages today. The Irish Independent says DUP plays Brexit waiting game as New Deal signed. I saw some people on social media last night speculating that the DUP might actually be leaning towards agreeing to this. We'll have to wait and see what happens. The Independent says the newly agreed deal uh, has started a waiting game to see how the DUP will respond and whether power sharing can be restored in the north. It's being hailed as a turning point for Northern Ireland. However, DUP leader Geoffrey Donaldson said his party will not be pushed into a hasty decision as it takes legal advice on the deal's text. And you'd imagine that they will be going through it word for word, line by line, because he says that there are still issues of concern. That's also on the front of the Irish Daily Mail, a decisive breakthrough on post-Brexit rules, which will remove trade barriers for the north, has been hailed after months of negotiations but there are pitfalls ahead as the DUP has yet to give it its backing. The Irish Sun takes a different approach uh, to the deal. Knowing me knowing EU, the EU and UK agreed on a new Brexit deal yesterday just as Alan Partridge star Steve Coogan got his Irish passport so I'm sure he'll be delighted to be on the front pages now that Steve Coogan is a citizen of Ireland and the Irish Times also has it on the front page Page, Sunak hails new chapter in relations after protocol deal uh, and in the House of Commons. Rishi Sunak took up the language of the hardline Brexiteers in his own party and turned it back on them, using them or sorry, urging them to back the landmark Windsor framework that he insisted would help Britain to take back control. And Thonish Thumihal Martin will be live in studio on this morning's News Talk Breakfast to uh, answer more questions on the deal and other issues as well. The other big story in the front of the Irish Times, we're going to have a COVID inquiry by mid-year. Quite a while since we've had COVID on the front pages, but the government intends to establish an inquiry into the state's handling of the pandemic by the middle of this year. Key decisions about the format of the inquiry, such as is it going to be held in public or not, have yet to be made. However, they are thinking about who is going to chair the inquiry and what the terms of reference would be. So this will be all about investigating how this country handles the pandemic. Uh, I presume what lessons can be learned were some deaths unavoidable. The inquiry would not be designed to find fault, though, or praise individuals or bodies. So it's more about looking to the future uh, if we're, God forbid, going to be faced with further pandemics. The Irish Examiner front page story, Irish Ask Australia for details on citizen threat. This is the Garda Security Service, which is going to analyse information it receives from Australian intelligence about Irish citizen Marina Sologub, who has been declared as a potential security threat in Australia. Uh, The guards will look at this before determining what they'll do here. The examiner also understands at least one Irish intelligence agency is aware of a person closely associated with her who has been working in the Irish parliamentary system for the last three years. She worked in the Dáil as well. Um, So the Defence Forces is aware of a person linked to this woman who is also deemed as a risk. The Irish Daily Mirror goes on the front page with Electric Ireland. And it's called What a Disgrace, Electric Ireland being blasted for reducing power bills for businesses 
but not for householders. Labour's Jed Nash said lowering energy prices for commercial enterprises would stick in the craw of families struggling to pay outgoings. Why have they chosen to cut bills for businesses and not ordinary bill payers? Jed Nash wants to know. Uh, And staying with the mirror, uh, this might also stick in the craw of struggling homeowners because TDs are going to get a pay rise of over two grand tomorrow. And as we always say, nothing annoys people more than politicians uh, getting pay rises. Uh, Obviously, this is because their salary is linked to the public sector pay deal. So it means that TDs will see their basic wage top €107,000 for the first time. And as the Mirror helpfully reminds us, that's before expenses are added in. The Mirror also reminds us that the doll just sits for an average of 100 days a year, just three days a week, and that's before huge holidays. So it means that a TD salary stands at over €1,000 for every day they represent voters in the house. And if you're a backbench TD and you live a bit away from the Dáil in an area some distance from Leinster House, your basic salary topped up would be around 140 grand once you get your expenses for travel and accommodation. That's an unvouched expense uh, based purely on where you live, how far you live from Leinster House. People Before Profit says people on the ground really are struggling and they're certainly not happy uh, with the pay hikes for politicians. They say they don't support pay increases for TDs. Now, a couple of stories involve concerning stories involving children in the papers today. The first is in the Irish Examiner. Children as young as five are being diagnosed with eating disorders. This is Eating Disorders Awareness Week. And children as young as five are being diagnosed with eating disorders, according to the Psychological Society of Ireland. The numbers presenting for treatment in mental health services has jumped from 33 a couple of years ago to 116 in 2021. And there's an increase in diagnoses of children with eating disorders, some as young as five or six years of age, being reported by eating disorder specialists. Uh, Now, we don't know if there's increased awareness and that's why children are coming forward presenting with this or if there's an increase in cases of children with eating disorders but either way uh, quite concerning also concerning the story in the Irish Daily Mail a number of children have been treated in hospital after consuming a product advertised as cannabis jellies or cannabis edibles Gardaí are conducting inquiries after the incident at a house in West Dublin on Sunday night. So we have, I think it's three children in hospital with non-life-threatening injuries following the consumption of the product, which is marketed as Runtz Sweets. Uh, And by the way, these children are of pre-teen age. So you're talking under 12, under 13 years of age. Forensic Science Ireland is going to analyse the product because they've managed to seize a small quantity of it. Uh, Apparently, according to some of the other papers, the children did think they were eating jellies. They didn't think they were eating uh, sweets, which had been infused with cannabis, but certainly a concern for parents. The star reminds us that it's 25 years ago to the day since we lost Dermot Morgan, who's described as the giant of Irish comedy. Of course, the man behind Father Ted and also Scrap Saturday. He died suddenly on February 28th, 1998. 
So 25 years ago today, and as we all remember, died so young, just 45 years of age. They have interviews in the star with some comedians, including Mario Rosenstock and Oliver Callan, who call him a huge influence, particularly, I suppose, in the world of uh, satire for both of them. So um, his son, Rob Morgan, will be on this morning's News Talk Breakfast to remember his dad who, as we say, was taken cruelly far, far too young at the age of 45 this day, 25 years ago. Now, we're mentioning uh, TDs there earlier on. Interesting one in the Irish Independent from France. We do have a doll bar. They also have a bar in the Parliament in France. But French MPs are now facing restrictions on how much alcohol they can consume in the Parliament because apparently they drank the bar dry and they started getting sick into bins, if you don't mind. So they're having big debates in France <coughs> in Parliament at the moment about pension reform. So obviously the MPs there are working very long days. They've had two weeks of pension reform debates, but they're now being described as alcohol fueled. Lawmakers were observed drinking champagne at 11 in the morning and binge drinking until 3am. One MP who was drunk had to be picked up off the floor by waiters. Um, so now they're looking at restricting alcohol consumption and raucous behaviour. Um, I suppose they could look at maybe banning booze in the bar altogether. At the moment, they're looking at banning booze after half nine at night so that MPs don't get too drunk. Final story for you comes from The Telegraph. A really creepy story. I don't know who'd be interested in this, but it's a new invention. Anyway, so if you can't bear to be apart from your loved one, will you now be able to kiss them remotely with the help of a pair of silicone lips? The device invented in China mimics a real kiss. It's so creepy looking. You have to see a picture of it today. Uh, So it replicates the pressure, temperature and movement of a person's lips. And it's all designed for people in long distance relationships. They'll cost about 30 quid. Uh, And so if you want to exchange a kiss with your loved one, you have to plug in the device to the charging port of your mobile phone. One user kisses the phone's silicone lips with the action registered by the phone through an app. And then you can send your kiss to your loved one as long as he or she also has the device attached to their phone. I mean, we're all for technology, but it's a bit creepy. And as someone says, that's all fine, kissing silicone lips, but where is the tongue? On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.